All right, what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here she is, at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. By the way, Clinton, did you hear about Laura? What did I hear? What was I supposed to hear? She is now officially, publicly, in a relationship. Oh, I did not hear that. There's a boo thing in these streets? I told you, he can't go to graduation because You did just mention that person, but but I didn't realize it was public. Those are two separate matters. You having breakfast together? (laughs) Hello! That's a callback. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Anyways, before I get into what you need to know, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Jose Juan Aguirre, who is a huge listener. He's like, yo, I listen from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day because he works at a heavy machinery as a heavy machinery operator. So all day he's at work. So he listens. So shout out to him. Well, I hope he can stay safe because the clumsiness that we employ on this station is not fit. For heavy machinery factory. Be careful in there, Jose. Be very, very careful, sir. (laughs) All right. So if you didn't know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And L.A. did something really cool. They were planting oak trees in Grand Park. So they picked 72 trees. And this is all part of We Rise uh, 2022, which is a month-long series of free community events that you can plug in that promote connectedness and healing. Okay. And I also think it's really cool that, like, on Sunset each day... In May, the park is kind of green just Mm. to kind of like, you know, promote that healing and soothing. And they said that they picked oak trees because they were used. um, They were used because they're uh, high. They're high esteem in the L.A. indigenous communities. Oh, so they're they're native, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Are you are you a woods guy, Cap? When you say a woods guy, does that mean like um, a guy who likes to chill in the woods? No, I, I, I don't mean that. I mean, like if if if. If somebody said, hey, you know what, let's take a walk through the woods and just look at the leaves. Is that something you'd find yourself doing? I don't mean like camping out and, you know, I, I don't know, you know, making fires and all that nonsense. I'm not talking about a camping trip. I just mean like do you enjoy the, the restorative powers of a, of, of a verdant place. Yeah, but let me ask you, I, I want to walk fast. I want to I <laughs> exercise. I want to get my heart rate up. I mean, am I strolling and just kind of staring and stopping? Maybe or- some pictures, you know. Okay. Maybe you climb over a log that's fallen, that's got a little hang, you know, one of those under- overhang things, you know, something like that. I love I'm how in. you said, like, oh, if somebody asks you, would you like to take a walk and look at the leaves? Right. I think that's how the conversation This is a goes. thing that happens, all right? <laughs> Leave viewing. I forgot Leaf that there's no viewing. daggone seasons here, so people don't really do yeah, that the yeah, same way, point. but it's a thing in other parts of the country. Well, I do love being out. I like being outside. I love the fact that here in Southern California, you could be at the beach. And two hours later, you could be in the snow in the mountains. That's great. I mean, it's best part about the greatest best, place in the world. Best part about the state, exactly. Hey, I want to remind everybody: if you uh, want your chance to win VIP tickets to our sold-out Seven Ten Mandy Awards on June twenty fourth, all you need to do is download the new ESPN LA app and click the contest button. Clinton, I've become addicted to the app. I'm even cheating on terrestrial radio when I get in my car. I'm all app all the time. How is that cheating? Well, because, you know, I'm an old school radio broadcasting fan. Really? And, and now when I get my car, I'm accustomed to turning on my radio and going to 710. But now rather than turning on my radio and going to 710, I just plug my phone in and I'm all app all the time. I'm an app guy for the simple reason that uh, you can't get the radio in the garage. So like when I pull in, <laughs> it cuts off. It's like, no, with the app, I can hear it. Yeah, so good. It's great. So good. Now, are you excited for the Mandy's? So, okay. So my, all right, we have a lot to talk about because we have a lot of, wardrobe discussion to be had shout out to bergs who just tweeted the picture of him on derby day looking great bow tie jacket situation and shorts and shorts oh i see dude 
Sidebar, White linen shorts. I forgot my shorts in Louisville, and I was upset for like half a day because I was going to wear them on that first day and do sort of like a sort of a funky look and then go a little bit more formal. The second day on the Saturday, Kentucky Oaks is what happens on Friday, for those right. of you who don't know. Um, anyway, so the Wait, reason— By the way, you know your guy Reed Detmers, the pitcher for yep. the Angels? He was drafted out of Louisville. Louisville? Mm-hmm. Tell you what. Um, so here's the thing. As a result of the formalities that your boy took at Churchill Downs, I am leaning closer, closer, not quite there to Tuck's territory for the Mandy's. Wow, that was sort of a sort of a sort of a build-up point. I didn't really realize that it happened. But I was like, you know what? I might be able to do that. I might be able to actually tuck that thing in. Now, I was, before I, I was understand- like, it's just going to be a suit, and I'm just going to wear whatever I wear. I'll look nice, but don't you know? Don't don't put me down for a tux. We might get there. So am I to understand that you are hosting, like, the red carpet at the Mandy's? Uh, that, something to that effect. There's going to be a little bit of a sort of a uh, sort of a fashion bit, a who-are-you-wearing mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. scenario that we're right. going to try to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to go. We're kind of a freestyle. That. We should probably have a meeting about that at some point. <laughs> but uh, I'd borderline forgotten about that, if I'm being quite honest. But, I mean, obviously I'm going to be there. But my point is I might be going more formal. You never well, know. The Possibly. only reason I knew about you hosting the red carpet event was because yesterday, when it was live imaging Tuesday, hashtag lit. Sure. Uh, Chris, I was telling Chris that if something were to happen to him and somebody needed to fill in to host the show, because it's he and Keyshawn, right. that I wanted to be the backup host, and he told me, no, Clinton <laughs> Yates is the backup host. That is true. We did actually discuss that. So the reason that's the case is because I'm not an actual host of an actual show here. So from a strict, strict procedural standpoint, it would make more sense. I understand. Well, hey, listen. Uh, if you want tickets, they're sold out. So if you go to the ESPN LA app, hopefully you've downloaded it by now. If not, you should, and you should tell everybody else to do the same thing. Click on the contest button, and you'll find your chance to win tickets to the sold-out Mandy Awards. So all of these things, by the way, are what you need to know, brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Clinton, have you seen the leak? And I say leak. I don't mean like it was something that was... You know, ooh, underground, you know, no one was supposed to say anything. The NFL puts it out, but have you seen what the Rams have on Christmas Day? I have not yet, but I have a – oh, I did see on Christmas Day. I thought there was more. I have a side beef, by the way, with the NFL dragging out the schedule release. It is so annoying. I'm sorry. That is a big enough event where you can make it one day and it can be a huge day. I don't need a Monday Night Football League. I don't need a Thursday Night Football League. I don't need to know who's going to maybe play one week and then have the, the – the schedule should not be a week-long event, Scott. I'm sorry. I understand, but, you you know, this is the NFL. You know, the NFL has their offices now in L.A. That's the NFL fine. wants to, to be Hollywood. I just – I'm not saying that I think that the NFL is trying to go too big. I'm saying that, like – by the time for okay, so here's what people don't understand. I love sports. All right, I cover sports. I talk about sports. I've done this for 20 years of my life, and I played them for 20 years before that. There are certain things that, if they get a little too much, I'm not going to say that I tune out, but like, I'm already kind of over the schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, 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 that's a one shot deal for me for the casual NFL fan in terms of like what I'm going to actually tune into. You see what I'm saying? I might watch a full draft day type schedule show if I knew it was on one day and I'd get all the information. Instead, it's like, oh, no, I'll just figure it out on Twitter just like everything else. It feels like they've kind of diluted their own their own launch. Well, I 
am looking at the the Christmas Day game that the Rams are going to play against the Denver Broncos. Massive matchup. I mean, look, I know what you're saying about Kanban already. While we're young, release the <laughs> schedule. Let's go. Right. I get all of that. But when they just give me these little nuggets like, hey, Christmas Day, the Rams and the Broncos. And under normal circumstances, you'd be like, okay, you know, the Rams are in the NFC West. The Broncos are in the AFC West. They really don't have anything to do with each other. They're not any kind of a rival. Why did they put these two teams together? And then you say, well, but wait, Russell Wilson is now the quarterback of the Broncos? And Russell Wilson competed against the Rams for all these years as the quarterback of the Seahawks? I mean, it just makes for a star-studded, juicy Christmas day of NFL football. Absolutely. Which- does the, let me ask you this though, Scott, because you're more close. I didn't mean to cut you off though, but so that you know they have the division matchups. Is this the division that the NFC West faces off against? Are they AFC West aligned in their schedule this year? I don't recall which of the divisions play against two, which is why, to your point about the schedule release, it's like let's go, right? Let's find out who's we playing have, who we, this we year. We know what's going to be what. It's just a matter of when. The reason I ask that is because to exactly what you're saying. If not, and sorry, guys, I should probably know this off the top of my head, what conferences are aligned with each other. Lindsay, help me out on that. But if this was random, and by random, I mean they have, you know, because you get what? You get your division games, and you get your road games, then you get four against whatever. So there's like five or six that are left. I'm guessing AFC West is playing NFC West this year. Lindsay, you might be able to find that right now. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be. I the mean, case. the only the only games they've announced so far were. No, 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 but but okay, but when you well, look it up. The, 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 the conference, excuse me, the division matchups are preset. It's just a matter of when and where. It's not a matter of the opponents. So, like, for example, the Rams will play, obviously, everybody in their division, home and away. Yes. And they'll also play, that division will entirely play another division. I'm not sure if that's AFC West versus NFC West this season or not. The reason I say that, Scott, is because if not, what a pick for a game. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you on that. This is perfect star power. Heck, let's hear our perform at halftime. What are we doing? <laughs> That's a good idea. You know? That's a really good idea. But, man, I'm telling you, to have the Rams and the Broncos on Christmas Day and to have Russell Wilson face off against Matthew Stafford, should it play out that way? Should everybody be healthy by the time Christmas comes around? Here's my thought, though. If I'm the NBA, I'm like, all right, look, we've owned Christmas Day forever. You know, we, we fill up a bunch of arenas. We have all of our superstar players go out on the floor on Christmas Day. I looked it up because I actually looked something up today. Christmas Day this upcoming year is on a Sunday. Mm. You watch NFL football on Sundays. You've been watching NBA basketball on Christmas Day. If I'm the NBA, I cancel Christmas. I don't mean the holiday. I don't. Mean I get like it. I get it. Holiday, yeah, yeah. You know? you, do, you, do, you're saying you, you don't counter-program. I, if I'm the NBA, I give my players and my fans Christmas and say, enjoy it with your family, watch football like the rest of America. I don't hate that idea, except for the fact that they're contractually obligated, because that's the way that that works, and I'm not going to explain that. But, theoretically, I actually think that's a good idea. I, I genuinely do. And you know who I think would probably think is the best idea? The, the players. players. Yep, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know what I mean? I, I actually don't hate that at all. That's not a bad idea, Scott. Not a just, throw, just throwing out yeah, ideas. No, I mean, you. because, honestly... It's one of those things, too, also, where, like, the NBA is still trying to figure out their way back, frankly, from the bubble. 
Everything got thrown off. The shortened season, all that kind of stuff. Our regular rhythms of the NBA, we're still just kind of re-getting used to. You know what I'm saying? And so to come back in our first, four, not full year, this is technically the first full year, but we all know the effects of last year. People are still missing games because of various, you know, vaccination situations and so forth. I presume all that will be sort of worked out by next year, hopefully, next season rather. Um, but I do think that there's something to be said for, you know what, now that we got a little a fully under our belt, We'll just take Christmas off. Why not? Well, speaking of football for a second, you know how when Patrick Mahomes signed that monster contract that he got, everybody thought, well, who's going to be the next quarterback that will actually eclipse Patrick Mahomes and make more money than Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. You've seen this story now about Tom Brady. Mm Mm-hmm. Coming up, I want you to think about this for a second. And I don't mean just you. I mean like all of us. Who will be the person that eclipses Tom Brady? $37.5 million, a 10-year deal to be the number one football analyst on Fox when he chooses to end his playing career, which I think will be this year. He's always said he wants to play till 45. He'll be 45. And then why the hell would you go play football for $20 million a year when you can go broadcast football for $37.5 million a year? Excellent question. I mean, look, here's the thing. You've done sideline reporting. I've done, I've not done game work at a professional level, but like, I mean, those numbers are astronomical, Scott. I don't tune into anything to watch anybody for the purposes that would garner that kind of money. I I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, okay, sure. Like maybe I'll like Tom Brady enough to watch a game. I was probably already watching anyway and not on mute. But like, you know what I'm saying? But like $300 million oh, to look at that guy's face. That just seems like I don't, I genuinely don't understand the investment. People who are football fans are already watching and people who are not football fans probably don't care that much about Tom Brady. You know what I mean? I, I, it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me, not because I'm hating on the number. It's not even about that. I, I just, I don't get the general level of. Here's a person who's never broadcasted. We're going to stunt cast them, and it's going to make some huge difference in what the everyday fan thinks about the game. I just, I just don't think that impact is even possible, considering how big the league is from a, from a, from a product standpoint overall. Well, for the, num- the amount of time that we spend talking about what players make, you know how many times I've said, Russell Westbrook next year will make $47 million, $47 million, $47 million. Like it's, it's going over and over and over again in my head. When Tom Brady got paid this amount of money from Fox, publishers started to put out things about who makes the most money in sports media. I really think this list might blow your mind, but think about this. Who will eclipse Tom Brady? Because someone will. Probably... I know it's going to be, and I have an answer for you when we get back. All right, stick around. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, what's going on? It's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates 
The president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community is in for Sedano. What up? Want to shout to my man Casper Villa, who says he wants to take calls today because he needs to give the governor of the Handsome Man community a shout out. And also, shout out to, where is he? I can't remember his name. I think Beto in, I want to say Whittier. Whittier. Yep, he says that, Beto yes, Whittier. the NFC West does play the AFC West this year. So this would have been pre-scheduled. They just managed to put it on Christmas. Smart move, NFL. Wow, they could have taken the Rams and given them the Chargers on Christmas and kept everybody home. They could have given them the Raiders, which would have brought a bunch of Raider fans on Christmas Day. Um, my Ooh, goodness. Now there, that there I think a... about that, that might have been a miss. <laughs> like, as cool as that game's going to be, like, probably would have rather seen Rams, Chargers, or Rams, Raiders. To be how, about, how, how about Rams and the Chiefs? Right. Huh. I mean, Rams, Chiefs on Christmas Day. I mean, all listen, the, the Rams and the Broncos sounds great, but if it's AFC West versus NFC West, Two of the Actually, best could divisions have got, in football, yeah. Yeah, I could have gotten you an even better matchup if true, you wanted. True, hadn't thought about that way. So Clinton Yates, um, phones are open, by the way. So if, if Casper or anybody wants to jump in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I love random phone calls, by the way, about stuff that we've been talking about or haven't been talking about. Absolutely. I love that. Um, we were talking about Tom Brady, $37.5 million <laughs> to go to work for Fox. What current athlete will eventually get into broadcasting and make more than tom brady who is he or she and what network will they eventually go to clinton yates what do you think okay so i have a bit of a caveat for your question i didn't realize you were asking current athlete but i do think the person that will eventually pass tom and i discussed this earlier i'm not tuning in to see people call football games but there's one person who i might and there's one person who i have and there's one person his name is Peyton Williams Manning. That guy is probably worth the price of admission over a lot of other dudes when it comes to spreading knowledge of the game, general likability as a commercial product, and name recognition. What do you think, Cap? I think Peyton Manning has been as in demand as anybody ever while he was still playing and since he's given it up. And I think that the Manning cast on ESPN Fantastic. is brilliant television. fan fantastic. And I think that if ESPN decided tomorrow, you know what, we could get Peyton Manning to go do Monday Night Football, they'd say to Troy Aikman, hey, we got a nice college football game for you on Saturday on uh, on ABC. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I love Troy. I think Troy and Buck are one of the sort of the classic. Um, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, take people's jobs and so forth. But I'm just saying, in theory, I think Peyton Manning is the guy that could garner far more money than Tom Brady for calling football. And I honestly think he'd probably be better at it. I was thinking about who's currently playing that when he or she retires, there's a TV job waiting for them, and the market's been set by Brady, and I want more. Candace Parker's another person on that list as well, and she already does it for the NBA, and she's really, really good. So whenever she decides to stop playing basketball and go full-time basketball commentating, she's going to get a boatload of cash, my brother. But come on, $37.5 million a year? No, $37.5 million is outrageous money. That's that. That's I don't even like again paying guys to do not playing do things that are not playing football more than they are to actually play the game is I'm never going to understand that. I mean, that's that's just beyond me. But okay, how about this one for you? You ready? Who you got? How about LeBron James to TNT for 40 million a year? I don't see LeBron having that kind of time, quite frankly. I think LeBron is not. You got to understand, LeBron James has been famous, famous, famous since he was 15 years old. He's been in the public eye 
for as long as many people who even know who he is have been have been alive. You know, and I, I just don't see him being a guy that goes into sort of week in, week out TV work. At least not initially. It might be ten years down the line, Cap. You know what I'm saying? You give him some space, uh, kind of a James Worthy kind of situation, and not, not you know not not comparing their games or anything like that. But like you know, comes back and maybe does some commentating for a couple teams he played for. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that, man. I just don't think LeBron. Has, I think LeBron has other interests. Okay, I'll give you another one. You ready? Who's got? To NBC Sports or to CBS Sports, Tiger Woods, Tigre Eldrick. That's not a bad call. Certainly not going to be filled these days. I'll tell you what, but um, <laughs> I think Tiger could be good. now. Okay, to that same point, I could see Tiger returning to the game in this capacity because golf is sort of a different speed. There's a different level of intimacy between the players and the broadcasters and the courses because there's less people. You know, you have to keep track of as much. Not saying that anybody wouldn't be able to keep track of whoever they could. That's not what I'm talking about from an aptitude standpoint. I just mean from an effort effort standpoint for a guy like Tiger, who's you know got he's got uh, you know Charlie coming up and all this. I could see that. I, I could see that happening at the Peacock for sure. Lindsay, Laura, you guys have anybody that you think will make more money than Tom Brady makes from Fox? Somebody who will become a broadcaster for a network that will make more than Tom Brady? Can you come up with anybody? I can't. I can't think of anybody who hasn't think, been named. Yeah, maybe maybe Peyton Manning, but I don't even think that that I don't think so because the idea obviously is to lure him away because he's still playing. So I think they they're they're offering they offered him more money to get him to leave and retire sooner so they can have him sooner. Sidebar, that's crazy to me, Lindsay. I know, like, like he uh, gave him the most money of any broadcaster ever, and he's still playing in the NFL. And he might not even be that good, right? What are we talking? But about? you know he's what? But, but, a word. Not, but if he's not good, if he's not good, people will tune in. And, and yeah, talk about how bad he is. At yeah, first, but, but that, that, I, if he's not good, that'll get old after, what, a year? Or, or, or how about week right. three? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need a year to tell me that somebody's not something I'm going to press mute on. And you then it's like, mean? oh, nine more years of that. That's just, I, I don't it's know. crazy. That's, that's wild. That's, that's, that's crazy business to me, but what do I know? I'm not a TV exec. Tom Brady, 10 years, $37.5 million a year, $375 million from Fox. I mean, it's insanity what just, has gone on here. Yeah. This this like football off season, and I'm almost thinking that the movement of the broadcasters and the money of the broadcasters might actually be more interesting than the movement and the money of the players. Might be. That's a bubble that's going to burst, though. I just I can't see that being sustainable. Not to say that there's anybody that can recreate what Tom Brady's done in their career to the point that anybody would give him that much money, but just in general, I'm like, bro, three hundred million dollars for a broadcaster. What are we doing? Well, listen. Let me let me read to you a list that I've been I've been researching this because because <laughs> you care about this because this yes, is your since, personal since this is a personal race for you. I, I couldn't help it. Your I couldn't boyfriend. help myself. Wait, what'd you say, Laura? Your boyfriend. Well, right. So Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. Right. I think he's great, and I think he'll be a great broadcaster. But I feel like Fox hires him not just because he's going to call football games because they're going to use him to get every last thing they can, and they probably think we just got the biggest whale. In football, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like there's a mis, there's a misunderstanding of what the product people want is. Like, people like watching Tom Brady win football games. That's what they like watching him do. I don't necessarily know that people like watching Tom Brady slug TB12 shakes or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In his off time, like he's a little funny online. Don't get me wrong. Tom Brady yeah, is far but... more likable as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer than he ever was as a New England Patriot. But I don't know that that translates into just immediate lifestyle brand, let me watch Tom Brady all day long. Right, like how do you know enough about his personality and how he's going to act on camera? Because 
Like I, I, I was saying yesterday, I don't feel like we've seen, you know, he's never really like exposed his personality. I don't know. I haven't watched the TB12 Facebook series, so maybe there's a side there where they're like, oh, we got something here. But even How like about Tony the man Romo, in the arena. Did you watch the man in the arena? You love documentaries. I didn't uh, watch that either. I started watching it and I didn't find it all that compelling. So I figured, you know, maybe when I have some other things off of my list, maybe I'll go back to <laughs> it. You told me you've run out after, of things to watch. After Start I rewatched right. Winning Time for the third right. time. Right, and oh. my, my point is <laughs> that it, it wasn't compelling enough for me to continue watching it uh, and for me to continue to look for other things to watch. So, yeah, you know, it's not really on my priority list. It's probably, you know, well, once I re- the barrel. Once I read this story about Tom Brady, though, I, I, I started to look up some of this stuff. And listen to this. These are... Um, there's been a report out there, and I want to say New York Post, so don't quote me 100% on, on the, the source, but the top five highest paid broadcasters in sports. Okay, so let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. The way that, name them not by numbers or top five, Scott. Name them by people you have the closest proximity to. In terms of your actual life as a broadcaster that's in the been in the business for a long time, you want me to name the person who I like? Like start the the number one person that you name should be the the person that you could most be like because I know this is why you care about this because a lot of these people are your peers on some level. Wait, so you're thinking they're making way too much money for something that you could be? Are you have you have you seen this list? I know, but you I've seen a couple names and I just kind of got the feeling that you might know some of these cats. Okay, all right. So the number one guy that blew my mind on this list mr phenomenal jim rome is on this list you ready for this tom brady makes 37 and a half million dollars a year at fox the number two highest paid sports broadcaster in the industry jim rome cbs according to this report 30 million bucks a year you know this has been a big topic on uh, travis and slee with travis being jim rome's former producer yeah but I guess he's not really willing to confirm or deny anything as far as that mil? financial conversation in Jim Jim Rome's regard. Rome's making thirty mil, dude. Listen, I uh, like wait, Rome. Enough. What's crazy about that is and he's I, a f- integral part of my sports talk education growing up for sure. Me too, but I haven't seen or heard Jim Rome in a handful of years. Like, okay, I couldn't even tell, tell you, you where to find his show. Right. Well, let me tell you something. I, I saw Jim not that long ago, and this is going back a little bit, but. And we were having a conversation, and he's like, yeah, man, just grinding it out every day. I'm like, now, hold on a second, brother. Hold on, hold on. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. I'm like, bro, grinding it out. Dirty laundry time. We we, kind of do the same thing for the same amount of time every week, and you're making that kind of money, and I'm making this kind of – don't tell me about grinding it out. Come on. I knew it. I told you. Don't I sound like an old baseball (laughs) player? No, there is isn't. I played in the wrong era. Right. There's an element of envy here that I knew (laughs) was a part of this story. Total envy. I had to get a job in the offseason and pump gas just to make it through. (laughs) Exactly. I had to teach school children how not to chop their hands off and shop. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm playing tight end for the Chiefs. You know? (laughs) It's a whole thing. I saw last time I saw Jim, it was at the last time the, the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, I think. And I was doing that deal where, you know how it is Super Bowl week, Scott. You go to media week, and nine times out of ten, depending on unless you have to be there, you're probably getting out of town on Friday. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or if you get there on a Thursday, you're probably leaving town before the actual Super Bowl. Me and him were getting on the same plane, I think, to Los Angeles. He was obviously flying in first class. I was not. Um, and... I remember I saw him and I was like, hey, what's up, man? He was like, oh, hey, we sort of, you know, he recognized me enough. Like, at least he acted like he did, but he knew my last name. I was told him my first, so that was cool. But my point is, is that, you know what I did that day? 
I watched the Super Bowl on a plane, which is my new favorite tradition, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. I watched it on a plane. It's perfect. You know what I mean? You get to watch the game. You know, you get your online stuff. Yeah, you don't have to deal with people. Right. Booze is all right there and available. And when well, you it's land, a small screen. it's done. It's a yeah. small screen, but, you know, focus, whatever. Yeah, and not many people are on the plane, so you get to chill. It's great. Well, listen, I got to say this. Uh, Romy, I know you listen a lot. Congrats, mil. man. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Great. <laughs> Thirty million Epic. a year. And Tony Romo at eighteen million. Michael Strahan at seventeen. But that's supposed to be a combination of Fox and Good Morning America and yeah. Stephen A. at ten. All right, stick around. Coming up next, time to play some radio Tinder. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on seven ten ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, by the way, we are not getting closer. And closer. I was going to say, those are, these are lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear this every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of these days, guys, one of these days. But, you know, we'll let, we'll let Morales tar the bit out as long as it may last. <laughs> All right, so starting off here with former NFL kicker Josh Lambeau, who has decided to file a suit against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lambeau is reportedly suing the Jags and is seeking $3.5 million because he suffered verbal and physical abuse from then-coach Urban Meyer. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yep, yep. He claims that Meyer and the Jaguars created a hostile work environment and that his performance suffered as a result of being kicked and verbally abused by Meyer. You know that story that was in the news that yep, we all heard I remember. About. So, Cap, you were a kicker. I'll start with you. Do you think that Lambeau's lawsuit is legit? Swipe left or swipe right? I'm swiping right. I think it's totally legit. I feel like... I think there's a lot of people who would say that Urban Meyer created a work environment that was hostile. And if, you know, your job is, in many instances, it's equal part mental to physical. And you got a coach kicking you and telling you, I'm the head ball coach. I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. Um, you could just be so screwed up after something like that, that your performance suffers. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're cut. And the next thing you know, you can't find another job. I'm surprised the lawsuit's only for $3.5 million. I don't think it'll go anywhere. I'm sure he'll get paid off and he'll go away. But, yeah, I think it's legit. That's what I'm going to swipe left on that because I, I just don't think it's viable. You know what I'm saying, Scott? Like, I, And also, sorry, the NFL is by definition a hostile work environment. That's not to say that people deserve the abuse that they have gone through, not remotely. But I will say it this way. I imagine, Cap... There's probably a lot of people that could get in line to sue Urban Meyer for a lot of things he did. You know what I'm saying? And the kicker probably falls pretty low on the list in terms of people that Meyer was interacting with as a head coach. But make, make no mistake, though. The reason he is filing this lawsuit is... Because he knows he can get something out of it. Right. He didn't perform. He got cut. He hasn't found another job. And he definitely knows that they will settle with him and he'll get something. Right. 
So that's and, and by the way, here's the other thing. Kickers generally, I my I was the worst of them all. Total head cases. We are head cases. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and um and you know, you screwed with my head, coach. That's why I sucked. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, well, too. That's a, yeah, that's a fair position. point, right. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't hear, at least we haven't heard yet, any other stories about Urban Meyer physically abusing someone. Like, he literally kicked the kicker and, like, hey, bleep, bleep, uh, why well, don't you I learn mean, how to make your kicks? That's that supposedly guy doesn't what know happened. How, that guy doesn't know how to hint, keep his hands to himself. We've, that's been right. you know, evidenced elsewhere. So, so yeah, exactly. So, if that's the case, I think you could, you know, like you guys said, con- considering the conditions of the job, like, you're, you know, it's kind of like a baseball, like a major league closer. It's very much a, a mind thing. It's a mental game. Yeah, I, I feel like he kind of has a, a case. That's fair. I don't, oh, I, he's I, getting paid. I, mean, I don't, I don't hate the lawsuit. Been... Don't get me wrong. I just yeah. feel that if we're going to open the door, and I, I don't have a problem, if we're going to open the door to people at NFL teams who have been mentally and otherwise psychologically abused, we're opening a very big door, not just one that's open to kickers. I know, I but agree, this guy, but, but this, he, one, this is an easy one to yeah. walk through, isn't it? Because everybody yeah. hates Urban Meyer, and he, and he didn't last you know, a full season. So it's almost one of those things where – He's getting paid, and and the owner of the Jaguars, uh, Shad Khan, is going to be like three and a half million. I've got that in my pocket. Right, Here, that's, go away. That's, that's yeah. laundry yeah. change. Yeah, I'll give you more to never talk about this again. All right. Well, speaking of getting paid, Deion Sanders has an issue with the way that money earned under the NCAA's new name, image, and likeness rules is causing some athletes to act. The Jackson State football coach tagged the NCAA in a Twitter post today with a one-minute video explaining his position on the subject. Here's what it sounded like. NCAA, you got a little problem. Let me explain. See, with the NILs, which really ain't NIL because there ain't no name, image, and likeness. It's just pay-per-view right now. That's what they're doing to the big boys. Little boys, we can't compete with that. But anyway, you got a problem. See, when you start paying athletes like they're professionals. Athletes. You get athletes acting like they're professionals. And you don't have staffs large enough and equipped enough to handle a young man with money. Let me go deeper. Handle a young man that's making more money than some of the coaches on staff. You got a real problem. So I suggest to you to allow college teams to hire more qualified men, qualified that could handle these young men that's getting this money. Hmm. Do you guys agree with Dion? Swipe left or swipe right, Clinton? Swiping 100% right. This is one of the most progressively smart things I've heard that even had anything to do with NIL that wasn't, oh, they're out of control, you got to rate them on there, these kids don't deserve no money, no how. You know what I mean? Like, he's not saying they don't deserve their cash. He's not saying that the system isn't set up for the right reasons. He's saying that guys like him who are trying to do it for the right reasons are running into structural issues, not sort of emotional ones. He's saying that it's harder to create a good product as a result of paying these kids. Because ultimately, Cap, the reason why we wanted to, not just from a fairness standpoint or from a market value standpoint, but the idea was that the quality of the product will go up because kids will want to play. But if that's creating an environment in which, A, kids don't want to play, and B, coaches find themselves in a situation which they're not used to, it probably harms the overall product. But I will say this that I do think he's wrong about. This is the coach's problem. This is not the NCAA's problem. You see what I'm saying? Prime's got to figure out, Cap, who he's going to have on his staff if this is going to be how he's going to run his program. Yeah, I'm not really sure I understood one part of that. Was he saying that the NCAA's problem is they need more coaching positions available? 
because there's going to be more babysitting because yeah, kids are I think that's exactly what he's saying. Like, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he's saying. Wow. Not the babysitting necessarily, but I think it's just quite frankly the the professional level of interaction that some of these kids who are making so much money have to deal with. You know what I mean? Like I, I get that. The idea is all right. Well, if you're famous and rich now. We got to find somebody to take care of that because these other guys are really just here to help you coach football. You know what I mean? And the whole sort of way that the structure of college football works, as you know this, Scott, is that the power dynamic is really all the leverage they have. If you eliminate that dynamic, all the people that were there to use that dynamic to coach football, right or wrong, well, they don't know what they're doing in terms of just letting these dudes run around with their money, which they should be doing, sidebar. You need other people. I, I actually understand this. I'm not necessarily saying it's an NCAA problem. I think in this particular case it's a Jackson State problem. Well, but yeah, I, mean, I do they, get his point. Yeah, isn't that what he was saying? He's like, hey, we, we, got, we little guys, we can't keep up with all those big boys. But so, he said that's beside the point. You know, like I'm, I'm sure this is happening if not – if it has not yet happened at other schools. But some of these schools have a gazillion coaches on the sidelines, Well, Lindsay. that's what I'm trying to figure out. So, yeah. like, if you're Alabama and you tell me that the coaching staff has 25 people on it and you tell me that the, the coaching staff at Jackson State only has 10 people on it, he's saying, hey, we need to be able to employ as many coaches as they do. Well, couldn't they do that if they had the money to do it? There might be a limit. Is there a limitation on that? Depending on like is because are they they're D they're D two right? No no they're they're actually D one. Are they D one double A? No no I, they're Jackson I, State is not D one A no way. Well it's um I don't know that they're one double A or whatever that is maybe, FBS, maybe the subdivision. FCS, is I think the, they're subdivision yes I think they're FBS. Well either well then there might be a rule about like hey at Division one Alabama you can at USC you can have twenty five coaches I'm just making that number up sure. And it's only 12 at the next level down. Perhaps that is the and case. And if that's the case, then he's got a legitimate point. Because I know in baseball, you can only have a certain amount of coaches. And the volunteer assistant is a person who basically just gets paid peanuts to be with the baseball team all the time under the guise they might be able to be an assistant coach at some point. So, Yeah, and that also goes, I think, along with maybe not even so much coaches, but just like staffing as far as like right. PR, communications, Front office and whatever. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I because, can see what he's saying. Well, he's that, like, yo, you know, this maybe, is too much for some programs. Right, yeah. you know, maybe that's what he was talking about, not just coaching but maybe he was talking about support staff. That could be. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I mean, And like, Prime yeah. is big on that. If yeah. you follow him on Twitter or on IG, more likely IG, trust me, he's got everybody involved. But <laughs> you have right. no idea. You have no idea how close my son was to going to Jackson State to play for Deion Sanders. You've got to be kidding me. I'm totally serious. He played at Saddleback College hold on, last hold year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How have I known you this long, and you have failed to mention that you failed as a dad in getting your son to play for Deion Sanders. I'm only half joking, but that's amazing. I was, I, I had a friend on the staff. I called him, said, what's the situation with kicker? He said, wait a second, we're looking. And we were kind of going back and forth. Wow. And I was thinking to myself, this could be, you talk about NIL. He's the white Jewish guy from San Diego who's now the kicker at the HBC. He would have been wildly for, popular. For Deion Sanders. I know. Wildly I thought it was like popular. such a great PR move. Oh. But what happened? You never did tell us what why happened? it didn't work it out. Just, they, it, 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 they never you know, came through with the offer that we right. were hoping for, you know? Right, right, right. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. All right, last one here for Radio Tinder. So Kayvon Thibodeau, the New York Giants' top selection in this year's NFL Oregon draft. Oregon Duck. Yep. He's finally gotten his wish to wear his famous uniform number five. Number five, of course, was already worn by uh, Giants kicker Graham Gano. So during Thibodeau's intro presser, he joked that Gano was asking $250,000 for the Ooh. number. Today, that price was finally revealed. It's 50 k but 
that money isn't going right into Gano's pocket. He asked the rookie to donate the money to Puppies Behind Bars, an organization that provides service dogs for wounded war veterans and first responders and also provides explosive detection canines for law enforcement. So I thought that was a really cool story. And not going to have you guys swipe on this one, but instead... I want to know if you had to donate 50K tomorrow to any charity, which one would you choose, Cap? Challenged Athletes Foundation. I've been with this organization for about the last 15 years. Uh, this is why I'm so close with Bill Walton. Name drop. There you go. Mm. Uh, but this is an organization that um, helps people who've either been in tragic accidents or they've been injured serving the country or they were born with some sort of birth defect and through sports gets them back in the game of life. And I have ridden thousands of miles with many of what you would call challenge athletes, only to find out that I may be able-bodied, but I am the challenge athlete compared to these people because they got hearts like you can't believe. And I could keep telling you stories, I swear to you, for days, the Mm. most inspirational people you've ever been around. So I'll give my 50 grand to the Challenge Athletes Foundation, CAF. I love it. Back when I was in D.C., I used to try to do as much work as possible with food banks. Hunger is a big thing for me, especially when it comes to children. I don't think any child should have to feel like they don't know where their next meal is coming from, particularly when you're learning and growing and your brains and your bodies are forming. That's the most important developmental part of your life. You need to feed these children so that they can grow up to take care of us and be the next generation. Oh my God, we are awesome. That's my, that's my, oh, by the way, sidebar, it's a lock that Thibodeau gave Gano a lot more money under the table. Oh, really? Of course. Yeah. Come on. 50K to a charity is a great move, but there's no way Graham Gano, <laughs> really? a 10-year veteran in the league, isn't like, pay up, buddy. You got picked Aww, top man. 10. You better drop a bag <laughs> on my you're back porch tomorrow. No, no, no. That doesn't really mean that they haven't done the right thing. But I'm not buying that Graham Gano <laughs> could not juice more cash out of a first-round pick than 50K for charity. That is really oh, funny. Man. All right, well, there you go. That's Radio Tinder. It's presented by our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning Small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves, and it is available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. You can visit tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Clinton, I've got two bottles of Tequila Mandala, Mandala, a Reposado and an Añejo sitting right here on my desk. And today is my son's 22nd birthday. Oh, take it to the house. How could a young guy like me have a kid who's 22? But we're going to break into the tequila mandala tonight. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Hey, uh, coming up, what would you do for $10 million? Or let me rephrase that. Would you let Aaron Donald do blank to you? For $10 million. (laughs) Can't even say it with a straight face. We will get to this story next. Clinton is in for Sedano. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in the house. What up? How is your um, term going as president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community? It's going tremendously. We had a lot of community outreach in Kentucky. Quite a few people, you know, along the campaign trail donated. Um, to you know my upcoming reelection campaign, uh, which is which is going quite well. So we're stumping a little bit this weekend, and uh, you know got to, got to get out and touch the people. You know, As the president Kentucky. of the Handsome Man community, mm. and um, someone who has told me that I've aged out of the Handsome <laughs> I Man, I was going to say you still not in, huh? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to start my own community. I had to. The, I had to start the dad, the dad bod, bod yes, community. We right. Know, so. We know. So as the uh, as the secretary of the dad bod community, sure. I have a question for the president of the Handsome Man community. Shoot. Tomorrow, when we are at Hollywood Park Casino for the Lombardi party, all right. 
do you feel, or perhaps you could lend some advice, that I should take my game up a notch? Because when we were at the Rams draft house about two weeks ago, I'm rocking flip-flops, board shorts, and a Sunday swagger shirt that had cocktails all over it. And I've pretty much been ridiculed for about two weeks. <laughs> okay, first of all, I thought that was a good look for the draft house. That that was on brand. Thank you. Thank you know what you. I'm saying? Like, I mean, what are we talking about? Here? You're doing a radio show from a daggone football draft house. Like, of course you're going to dress goofy. Like, that's the fun part. I, and trust me, I'm not going to get into your bathtub shenanigans. But you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, I think you handled that pretty well. The casino, I, I mean, I, I, from my understanding, to not get too far into anybody's business, it's a pretty important broadcast, right? Like, so. there will be yeah. people there that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you should go flip-flops, goofball shirt. Okay. No. I think you should step it up. You don't need to go full Mandy's. Not even close. Yeah. But, you know, you're at the casino. Night out, you know? Well, I feel like Give this a little past, something. Yeah, I feel like this past weekend at the Kentucky Derby, I feel like, um... I oh, feel you feel like, like you missed out on an no, opportunity no. to dress up? No, no. I actually I dress nice. It's the first time I've put on pants. First time I've tucked in a shirt in easily two and a half years. Okay, and and I wore a sport jacket, and I felt like you know what, kind of feels good to get dressed again. Here's what I think you do: you wear that for your pregame glad hand session, mm-hmm. but you take the jacket off for the broadcast, and you Got have it. something that's a little bit more movable. Okay, you know what Got I'm saying? It. Maybe a yeah. crew neck sweater. Something that allows you to be yourself, but it's not quite the formal look. But when it's time for pictures and stuff, you can strap on the vestments so that when people remember it, they're like, oh, look at that guy. He yeah, just looks sharp. for the event. Yeah. This guy looked nice. Exactly. Okay, I'm taking your advice. No doubt. I am. Hey, listen, if you want to get on the air today, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, you'll notice I'm not saying, hey, if you want to talk about this, call. You call. I mean, we've got a lot of people on Twitter saying, are you guys going to take calls today? I just want to call and talk to you. Let's go then. Take the call, Scott. Do a beautiful thing. (laughs) And then I'll get to this Aaron Donald situation here in just one second. Here's David in Tustin on Sedano and Cap. Hey, David, what's up? What's up? Hey, this is actually David from Simi, a.k.a. Jimmy Neutron from yesterday. Yeah, what's up, Jimmy Neutron? You never posted a picture so we could see how big your hair was. I did. You know what? My my phone disconnected because I was in my car and... Um, tell me where to post it, and I'll post it anywhere on social media. Right, but you got to come it's, join the Sedano and Cap community. Yeah, that too. Okay, and I can't believe I'm talking to the president of the Handsome Man Club. Glad to be of service, sir. So, actually, I have to respectfully disagree with the Phil Jackson take that you guys had. Um, I hold him in great reverence as a coach and what he did for the Lakers, but if I remember right. He was running the Knicks for a while, and that didn't turn out so pleasant. Okay. So, what was the what was the part that you didn't like? That's what I'm curious about. Well, you guys say, oh, you know, if if he told me I'd jump, if he said jump, and I'd take any advice from him, I would. I think he is a little bit behind the times. Oh, um, the game has passed him by. Coach. You say mm-hmm. he and. If I was wanting to move LeBron, that's a more personal thing. I think for everybody involved, Tina just needs to be herself. All right, all right, all right. Well, listen, we feel you. We got you, Jimmy Neutron. Don't forget to post. Don't forget to post. You got to put. You got to put that in the Sedano and Cap community in the yeah. circle of trust. Why is he going by Jimmy Neutron? Is because of what he looks because like? Because yesterday Chris Morales was doing live imaging Tuesday hashtag lit, uh-huh. and he had very poofy hair. 
Oh, yeah, sure. And I wanted to run my fingers through his poofy hair, but he said I couldn't get my fingers through it because he's got so much product. Oh, yeah, in the it. gel lock. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, we yeah. said do not touch people's hair. There's that just, too, right? Just don't well, do I was going to ask. I wasn't going to just do it without asking. It doesn't asking. matter. You just do not touch them. But if somebody says, yeah, go ahead. No, this no, is, what this never. means is he wants somebody to ask him to let them run their fingers through his hair. That's, this is I mean, projecting. I, I do like Scott's to be part. touched. I mean, it's exactly. cool. Exactly. <sighs> that's right. why you have a room Don't ask Rachel. anybody at Hollywood Park Casino to do that. You know, it's not a good idea tomorrow? No, that's bad for business. <laughs> All right. All right, well, listen, if, if, if there are better phone calls than that, we take them. So let's go. We got more. All right. Lindsay, should we, uh, should we take more calls? What do you think? Or I want to get into this Aaron Donald thing at some point. Uh, well, we're screening calls right now, so All right. All right. I gotta, gotta, me... I've got to do that first. <laughs> All right. All right, let me do this. So, Clinton... Uh, Lindsay tells me about this podcast. I hadn't heard it yet. And here's the headline. USC football players debate whether they'd get tackled yearly by Aaron Donald for $10 million. Here's how the story is reported. USC football said to uh, start one of the biggest seasons, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they asked two players um, if they would take a hit from Aaron Donald every day for $10 million. Do you take a big hit over the weekend, Scott? Every color you've got is about money this weekend. Yeah, that is true. That <laughs> is, is that, that, is, that, that what's going all, on here? That has all of a sudden there's, happened. There's a lot of dares fault for money. Jim's fault. Yeah. He, he seemed to be on tilt about how much money other people are making on a regular basis. Yes, if you're a football player, you'll take a hit for free. That's why they play college football. What are we talking about here? You know? Yes, I'd take a hit for $10 million. There's not a lot of things I wouldn't do for $10 million. As long as I got to keep my clothes on. You know what I'm saying? I couple would... things I'd do if I had to take them off. Really? Yeah. Okay. Tell you what? <laughs> hey, Not with I, Aaron Donald, though. I, anyway. If Aaron Donald, if you ask me the same question, will you take a hit from Aaron Donald every year for the rest of your life for $10 million? My answer is like, yeah, where do I sign up? Right. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. you. This, is not, this is not particularly controversial to me. So. No. Uh, okay. What else would you do for $10 million? Would you it's a family get... show, Scott. Oh, okay. <laughs> would you would you fight Mike Tyson? No. You would not fight Mike Tyson. I wouldn't for $10 fight million. anybody for money because I don't like fighting people that much anymore. Well, I don't like fighting either. I just like money. Right. Well, clearly. I think this is a theme of the day. Every story is related around double digit millions of dollars <laughs> that Scott apparently needs to fall into tomorrow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to back up all his derby debts that he <laughs> Watch this weekend. <laughs> well, that's why you have to hold on to those losing tickets. Apparently. Yeah, no, I'm keeping them. I'm keeping them as a keepsake for sure. Laura, would you take a hit from Aaron Donald for $10 million for every year for the rest of your life? It's family show, so I'm going to go with no. <laughs> would not take that, huh? That's funny. Nobody Linguistic <laughs> play. Horseplay enthusiast is what my display name is on Twitter now. <laughs> that was funny. I got that. Thank you. You can press the Thank ding. You. I got Thank that. You. So Thank you. That's fine. Lindsay, if you're not answering calls, would you let Aaron Donald tackle you every year for the rest of your life for $10 bucks? She is answering calls. So let's oh. go to those calls next segment. How about that? Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to these people. So am I. Who are you people? All right, coming up. Uh, Laura will have what you need to know. And, yeah, people want to get in on the show? Go for it. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I want to get back to this Phil Jackson thing. And is it really a Phil Jackson thing? Bill Plaschke says on national radio, the day after putting out a really nice piece about Jeannie Buss, he hears Phil Jackson wants to trade LeBron James. We'll get to that story, or we'll get back to that story. Coming up, it's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.